My name's Roger, sir. May I be of some help? That's funny. My name's Roger. Two Rogers don't make a right. <laughs> Roger, I have a problem. Yes. I've been in L.A. for three months now. I have money, I have taste. But I'm not on anybody's A-list, and Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week for me. Well, a Ferrari would certainly change that. Perhaps. Hmm. But you know, this is the one. Yes, yes, yes. I saw three of these parked outside the local Starbucks this morning, which tells me only one thing. There's too many self-indulgent wieners in this city with too much bloody money. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm Ed Wilson and as ever I'm joined by my talented co-host Ted Redwood of Sporting Cristal fame. Say hi Ted. Hi guys. Uh, guys, that's our lines. We, we meant to do the intro and then you, we introduced you as guests. Uh, but you've uh, but you tra- paid me two and a half grand plus fat to do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we might as well carry on now. So um, welcome everybody to episode 64. Um, we have Ed Wilson, hey, um, of DLP fame. Can we still say that Deep Land Podcast fame? Probably not. There's too yeah. too many kids in the community now, isn't there? Don't know yeah. who, don't know who I am. Just to nobody. So about eight years ago, Ed had a really good podcast. It was really good because it was the only podcast about FM at the time. So you was an industry leader. Um, Pi- but we're delighted pioneer. to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, someone just said pioneer, Tony, but. Uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be here, Tony. Thanks for having me. No, you're welcome. And joining you is someone um, very closely named in Ted. Say hi, Ted. Hi, guys. So, Ted, you was also a dead creator, and we've revived you today. Uh, yeah. YouTube, X-Blog. <laughs> yeah, back, back one night only until uh, FM26 comes out. Yeah. And we are talking of the future today, so this is hopefully your rebirth. Beautiful. Um Thanks for having um, me. Yeah, you're welcome. And Dan, obviously, it wouldn't be a podcast without you. So say hi, say hi to the to the listener or listeners. Well, I hear as always, Tony. I haven't really started this podcast other than at the moment studio update. I mean, about a month ago, Miles Jacobson at SI did a uh, blog about the updates of the studio, so FM twenty four and FM twenty five, which was a bit unprecedented to basically talk about two upcoming editions in one blog post um a lot of fm podcasts youtube channels blogs covered it i think grass and gears approach is that we will come back a month later when you know it's old news and then talk about it Uh, so that's why we're here today um and dan you had a good idea of getting people in that perhaps aren't in the circle of being so involved right now in content um getting kind of a fresh approach to it as well so it's a dang gear podcast, so if it goes wrong, it's it's, it's your fault. Yeah. Being done. Well, I just thought I just thought um, everyone's talking about like, oh, what they think about currently who are playing, and uh, we got two guests here who probably have gone out of the limelight a little bit, and just want to see if the announcements tend them back when they get like say, get mm. different approach to the uh, thoughts. So does it wet their appetite? But before we wet the appetite about everything, yeah. we should probably do the drink opening. As, well, I want to do a drink opening anyway. Yeah, um, sounds good. I've gone back to a throwback, a Japanese Japanese lager. Probably not made in Japan, but it's it's a dry Japanese lager. Um, what about you, Dan? I've got a Bomber's Berry and Lime Red Cider. Cider. Red, soy, red Cider. Red Cider. Uh, Ed, a cup of tea, I imagine? 
Uh, now I've managed to uh, fish out a Peroni from an outside cool box. Oh, lovely. Okay. Uh, and Ted, where the game in? Uh, I've got an Aldi spiced Caribbean rum with Aldi's version of Dr. Pepper. It's called Professor Pepe. It's going to be mixing that up, surely. <laughs> okay, what's the worst can happen? Right, whenever you're ready, guys, uh, spark up. All right. So, I'm on Instagram now. And I don't have much content on Instagram, so I'm going to take a photo of... Mate, that's like such a bombshell. The amount of times I wanted to share stuff Instagram. with you on Instagram. Really? I end up just... I, me and Dan just share memes all the time, and then I, I bitch to Ted Redwood about the good old days of good metal music. Oh, sorry, okay. I had to play down. I don't really feel like I'm missing out right now, but it's fine. It's all right. Um, sorry, Tony. Can, can you uh, start following me? Yes, I will, I will try to do that if I can work out how to do it. And I'll follow you for some awesome FM content. Well, yeah, it's basically the picture of the lager I'm just taking now. So that, that'll go up later. Um, right, let me just take a swig of it. So, Dan, should we do this chronologically? We'll start talking about FM24. Um, that probably yep. makes sense. Um so a question to both of you I'd just feel free to go whoever wants to go first but does the announcement of carrying over saves appeal to you so if you haven't read the blog or you don't know what that means I can elaborate further I have read the blog but do we want to elaborate further for our listeners sake yes okay so for FM23 saves right now you will be able to carry that over into FM24 Seamlessly, obviously, but you'll have to pay for the new edition, but your save will go over with you and you'll get whatever functionality is included in FM24. So if it is something like major like set pieces, you'll be able to do some glorious set pieces such as the far post hacks or the near post hacks. Um, but even from that, you'll be able to hopefully take your saves further on as well. So in theory, you could carry your FM23 into 24, then to 25 uh, and downstream basically. And I don't think it's very revolutionary because a lot of games do that anyway. Um, mm. It's something that we've probably been crying out for as fans. Um, for a, me as a blogger, it's not so enticing, but I want to get your views. Um, if that's a feature you think that's that's great for you right now, if your situation in life, I don't know. I think um, it's the sort of feature I would have loved like two, three, four years ago when... You know, I was balls deep into an epic save that lasted the whole run of um, of an FM. Thinking back to the days of when I had Alfredo, the immense Spanish striker, in my Real Betis save. <laughs> where, that's, it, yeah. that's it. Where all, all I wanted to do, I never really wanted to stop that save, but you almost feel like you have to when a new version mm. comes out. I think, especially when. You, you are in the process of creating content you're kind of keeping up with the times and, and I've always enjoyed that but yeah I feel like I'd have loved that a few years ago now I pro- probably is the, just the only time where that just won't bear any relevance to me because I, I, can't, I, I think the last time I played Football Manager was the end of February and I mean we might come on to reasons why but yeah so I'd, 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 for FM24 I'll definitely be starting a new save because I have no 
connection to my to the last save I played in FM. So, but with with finding out this information going into FM twenty four C, is there possibly that you look at something thinking I could play this in FM twenty five? As a, it might make you want to play more of a long term save that you know that you're not going to just play for eight months, nine months, you're going to play for two years plus. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, probably given how I've played the game pre- previous years, I tend to have, in most cases, yeah, like a, a, a one one save file from start to finish, which is always the best ones for me. And so mm-hmm. the idea of just carrying that on through but taking on all of the the new kind of baubles of the of the next iteration of the game definitely i think yeah while it doesn't appeal to me now i think yeah fast forward 12 months and it definitely will i think it um it probably suits a lot of casual players a lot more so where i was prior to creating some content um i was buying a game every couple of years and again would like go back a few years to just play an old save um so being able to port that over would be great. I don't know if you can you technically port between like FM twenty four and FM twenty six. Do we know, for example, or would you have to go through twenty five? See, that's why we brought you on for the, the big questions. That's I actually don't question. know that. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, that. Yeah, because if, if if I was if I was to commit right now, it wouldn't be creating content. It would be a long term thing, and I would probably buy the game every couple of years. Um, so being able to do that would be helpful, I guess, for some content creators. We've done some. Um, shenanigans in the past such as dragging people's teams over to our own saves to see how they get on so you could kind of actually drag your teams through FMs and be able to have like like just see how they get on against maybe your current teams assume you can still export them and things like that so that'd be quite an interesting thing to, to test for some of I don't know uh, Bastardo's many teams that he's managed since probably coming back from the dead uh, like I have tonight um, so yeah in terms of content creation I don't think it particularly changes much for me uh, seeing that they're read, well, redoing the whole thing for FM25 as well, basically, uh, that kind of gives me vibes of whenever they do something new, it tends to be pretty lackluster the first year they have it. So it makes me think, actually, if I was going to get back into it, I probably would do 24 and then maybe even skip 25 and go into 26 when they probably ironed out a lot of the issues that will arrive. That's just my thoughts anyway. <laughs> I feel like... Um... 24 is going to be so similar to 23 because they're already I don't know how far through the process of building 25 in the Unity engine that they've mentioned they're probably well 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 along that road aren't they so 24 is probably going to be as much of an upgrade on 23 as 23 was on 22 if that makes sense yeah it's pretty well, fair I think um, two things with that with on the blog they said that 25 was a separate team um, mm. project Dragonfly, I think, I think it was. So, um, what the main team was still still would have been working on twenty four. Um, Miles said that there was a lot that they left out of twenty three. They weren't happy with twenty three. So, maybe I got a feeling, especially like talking about the day, uh, well, the visit and that, and from what I read on the blog, the the team seemed really confident about FM twenty four, and there seems to be a lot in the community. It's like similar sort of thing, like. Oh, FM24 is going to just be FM23.5. But I'm, I could be wrong. Come release, I could be wrong. But I generally got the feeling through talking to people, reading the blog, that they are confident about FM24. And I think a few people are going to be surprised 
with what comes out. I could be wrong, but I don't know anything. But I, I think a few people could be surprised. And it could potentially be like, wow, I wasn't expecting this. And I hope it is. I hope people are wowed mm. by it. As someone that didn't even buy 23, I, I haven't even seen any feedback on it. I've, I've literally just disappeared from the scene for the last year and a half. I, I assume it hasn't gone down particularly well then. I, I, it's hard because I actually think like recruitment focus. I think has been one of the best additions for years, uh, of features wise. I really, I really like that. Um, the changes to the double pivot in the match engine been really good. Um, there's a lot of changes with stats and data and stuff. It's been really good. Is I think the thing is, the, with the voice in the community, graphics was a big thing. Nothing changed on that. Um, not, with it being a World Cup year, I think everyone expected right. World Cup comes out a month after release. This is the only time in our lifetime potentially is unprecedented. There could be some international football. There was nothing. Everybody's asked for set pieces for years. There was nothing. So I think it's the same old. I don't think it necessarily went down any worse than previous editions because everybody's wanted those things for years. I just think it was got to that point where like everyone asking that for so long. Yeah. With the, I think I, I genuinely think the World Cup would be part of it. I think everybody thought World Cup is out the same, pretty much the same time as released. This is going to be the year where they're going to come out and wipe the floor with us, being like, right, the World Cup's coming out. We've got international football set pieces. New graph. I think everyone genuinely built it up, and that is where the disappointment comes from. We as a community raised expectations within ourselves. Yeah. So it came in underwhelming, and I do think. That happens for a lot of things, you know, across all sorts of media. As you go into films, like, I watch a lot of Marvel franchises, like, there's been a lot of underwhelming films in the last few years after the expectations got built up because of certain levels and stuff. You know, like, that's people, like I know Ted and Eddie, like, Star Wars, there's some the more recent films, like, you know, that they haven't, and I do think it's just a general thing, and it just seemed to be like an accumulation of. I'm always one for an. Yeah. I, I do think with, with it all built up and. It just sort of, well, that one quote what we expected, and I think it's good of the studio to admit, well, we weren't happy with it just as well. Finalise it with twenty four and start fresh. If twenty four is a full, like a fully fledged, realised version with not so many glitches and horrible, I mean, exploits are always going to be found, but maybe not so many easy to encounter. Then that would genuinely, with the news, probably bring me back to at least play casually um, to have a, a full version of all these things they've been trying for years and finally honed in on you know i'm always on for analogies it's a bit like i suppose you know you're going to get a new car in a year or two for fm25 and you, mm. you just basically with your current car you've just got an mot you might have got a new tires you know you, you put it in for a service the airfield was changed something's a little bit different but it's not drastically different you know your new car's coming in a year or two and it's like that um mm. but i think like on on the thing these they said um, that they wanted to be a tribute for the last 20 years of football manager. So, and we're soon to see. I mean, what are we now? July, we're, what, four months away, maybe? Maybe two months away from finding out some announcements, because it's normally around September, mm-hmm. right, minute they announce it. So, yeah. and we're, we're seeing two months of, if it is. But with what all they said on the um, blogs and stuff about being disappointed in themselves with FM23, I don't think they've switched off FM24. I don't think I don't think of the studio themselves and actually meeting people would ever devalue the product like that. So, 
being like, oh no, because we got a new one coming out of FM25, we're just we we box up FM23 and said that. No, they, they did mention some some features coming into FM24, but I think people overlooked that and just assumed it was FM25, but one of them was around animations. So they mentioned that the new yeah. Unity engine's coming in, we'll talk about that more in a bit, but they did mention that some of the animation improvements would actually come if FM24, but perhaps wasn't explicitly stated very clearly in that blog post. But yeah. is that doing it for you guys, better animations? Are you happy with the current animations that you did play last year? Yeah, I, th- I thought... Um as far as the match engine improvements went, I know that's different, separate to animations, but the the kind of match day experience for FN23, I thought, yeah, there was a an obvious improvement, and that's probably the bit I enjoyed um, the most. There's the kind of controversy that I found it, and a lot of people found it quite easy. Um, so I never, you never really know, do you? Because you might just stumble across a tactic that just kind of works because you've played the game so much and you kind of know what you're doing, and so you would expect a level of success. But yeah, there were times where I felt like I was massively the weaker side, and I would win very easy against other teams. But yeah, in terms of like the animations, I'm, I'm not. Are you a 2D or are you 3D? Oh no, 3D, 100%. I'm not sound like Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) But I think... I I think it adds to the experience, but I wouldn't... I don't care about it as much as I'd imagine a more younger player may... may. That might be slightly stereotypical, but yes, to me, if, if it's improved, I'd notice it and be like, oh yeah, that looks great. But if it looked the same as it did in FM... 24 as FN23 I wouldn't care as long as kind of everything around it is slightly better but you know as we kind of touched upon that's just I, I agree with what Dan said in terms of I don't think they've they've dropped the ball or anything like that and and most you know most most game developers if you look at kind of like Assassin's Creed Call of Duty they, they all because they're on like annual cycles of releasing games they always have separate teams working on each you know every other year's game so every team gets a two year cycle rather than one team getting one year cycle so if football manager sports interactive are moving towards a model like that it probably bodes well um but yeah i do you, I, do I, you know it's differences between those assassin creed games if you played sequentially yeah. for each of a year do you think do you think oh this is a studio that's doing that one or yeah it's the same with call of duty i think if if you did play those games a lot you do notice when different studios have because obviously it's, it's it's different studios that they had they got involved as part of the wider Activision team for Call of Duty and, and Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed and yeah you you do notice the difference subtle as they okay. may be um, and I think it's kind of reflected in in the success of those games whereas Sports Interactive is obviously doing it slightly different because it's all, all in-house people just working across two different mm. games so it's a slightly different model but I think it bodes well obviously when they're talking I did really enjoy reading that blog from Mars because sometimes I find his communication style a little off. Um, I don't feel like he's the best um, per- person to be the voice of that studio sometimes, but in this situation, it, it was it was ideal. Um, and knowing that they're already well underway to creating the, the game that's going to come out in two years' time, I think is only a, gonna, only a good thing. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the other games uh, with um, Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty and that. And um, with them, they got obviously addition to addition, tends to be like different location or different era of war in Call of Duty. 
Do you think that offers a bit more freshness? Because obviously they can't really do that with the mm. manager. So if it was like if it was like Assassin's Creed was back to back in the same city in the same um, time, just new missions. Do you think it would still have that freshness? Almost. No, I don't. I don't. I think Ted would probably agree from the types of games he played as well. I think. It's, it's so weird, isn't it? How football manager is, is almost, it's a niche when it's not, you know, football manager with the biggest sport in the world. You'd think mm. there'd be m- multiple games that kind of offer a similar but slightly different experience, a bit like they did when we were all a bit younger with like LMA manager, Ultimate Soccer manager, FIFA mm. manager. There was there was a few, lots of different options and they've all kind of fallen away. But with, yeah, if, if what's the latest Assassin's Creed that came out? Like Valhalla or whatever it was, if and if that went back to to Greece in the next game or wherever it may be, I think we'd all be. If we were talking about that, we'd be like, "What are you kidding me? Like they're just kind of bringing out the same game again, like with an <laughs> with some more missions." We'd all be going, "I ain't buying that. That's that's a complete waste of money." So it's it's weird because you almost it is comparing slightly apples and oranges, isn't it? But um, I mean, we I know we've discussed it at length previously over the years at how the lack of a competitor it's been a conversation that a lack of a competitor has meant is football manager have they become a bit complacent with some of the releases or you know they, they know they don't have to do too much because everyone's just going to buy it anyway um, but I think like Mars's latest announcement was goes to show that they're not really they're not sitting on their laurels type thing Mm. I've always yeah. questioned that that competitive thing though because see FM is, has got so many competitors other games basically that like like mm. the likes mm. of Assassin's Creed and yeah. Call of Duty if FM was really also, bad consistently think... people just wouldn't play fo- football football sims I imagine yeah like, Dota Valhalla mm. maybe I I think one thing before Miles said I think it was on Twitter was um, when someone raised the same question he said we did have competitors but we yeah beat very them. true yeah but we we were the, we were the best game. They like all the games you mentioned. They were out at the same time, even when they had the um, split yeah. with um, the yeah with the Edios, um, they, and they had championship manager. That, that was what lasted about two years, mm. and that died. You know, I do think as much as like people say about competitors, whenever anyone has challenged them, they basically have a knife. And like Tony said, you have like how many other games do you play that you put? Well, obviously the times have changed, but put. 200, 300 hours into plus some people put 2,000 hours into it there's not many games they would edit each year as well give you the same replay did you see the guy I tweeted about earlier yeah Uh, I found found someone did 500 years in FM just got the Guinness world record didn't he yeah 300 of them was in in Iceland like how is that possible (laughs) (laughs) Um, you you think even playing super fast that's a hell of a lot of time yeah yeah that's mad and uh, I mean, like, not not many games. Like, even the games. I mean, there people play like um, World of Warcraft and all that. That's quite time consuming. And but uh, is there many p- games out there? They've got at the moment five million pl- games being played, playing two hundred, three hundred hours plus, up to two thousand hours. So I mean, uh, I, it's, it's a thing. I do think sometimes they could do with having a competitor. But like most of whenever they've had them, they. Being them, even EA, you think the money EA puts into games, Adam, EA manager, whatever it was back in the day, and even, even people weren't playing that, were they? They sort of just sucked it into their FIFA and career mode. But I remember, I remember buying a year ago, was it FIFA manager? Yeah, FIFA manager, yeah. And it was, it was, it was, 
it was ter- it was terrible in comparison. And you think the the difference in size of companies between EA and Sports Interactive, I know it's probably saying but the money that EA could put into it, and they, they still did, scrapped yeah. it. I think but FM has, sorry Tony, I was going to say right. about other games as well where you're talking about Assassin's Creed and if you just added new missions in the same place, FM's kind of got that um, magic formula of even, you could even manage the same team multiple times on the same version but do it completely differently. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, and for me, like going back to uh, graphical improvements enough to bring me back, I, I was never really particularly bothered. It's all like, it is all about the story stuff but do understand how uh, the younger generation might need more to come in now, uh, like watching their visual creators drinking their primes and all that kind of crap. Um, <laughs> but yeah, t- I, I, I love the, the magic of FM, and that's what would always bring me back, regardless of if they really did anything outside the box or not. Like, I don't think they need to. Uh, so I kind of agree with the competitor stance as well. I'm not sure they necessarily need one. It's a shame they haven't tried to be a bit more ambitious in the years prior, but I think they did note in the blog that they were going to try and be a bit more ambitious, but COVID kind of stopped that. Am I making that up? No, that was in the blog. I think Miles mentioned that they had to show, they had to basically delay a few things. It was meant to be pre-pandemic that Dragonfly would come back with their kind of recommendations mm. of what okay. to do, but I think it just got waylaid in those two, three years where the world went crazy. Um, yeah. So I, f- I think personally, just from looking on the outside, the last iterations, few iterations of FM have kind of just been rolling over really with a little bit of features like FM20 was quite light, 21, 22, they've all, they've all felt a bit light. Um, and I think it's just been ticking over to get to the point of where they feel as a comfortable studio that, yeah, we can perhaps now announce some of the things they want to do in FM25 now. Mm. Um, it yeah. probably could have been maybe 22, maybe 21, 22 maybe without any pandemic, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they, they have reached the point where they naturally kind of run out of features to some extent they can really package up. So if they can really nail the redo to some extent of FM25 and then obviously they've got the rolling over of saves and stuff, that basically just keeps like a sort of subscriber system going really, doesn't it? Yeah. It is mentioned in the blog about that whole games of service model mm. that I think that's probably the way FM will go that, you know, it'd be kind of subscription based. If it's yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I'd be paying money just to keep my old saves in a cloud and my own teams in a cloud with them just to then port over to a game as and when it's available. Like they would have got more money out of me doing that than me buying the games in the last <laughs> couple of years. It's mad. So maybe that is a sort of route they might be going down. I was thinking the other day about that, like whether, you know, like there's obviously mad scientists that makes classic databases. Oh, yeah. I was thinking if, if this like rolling on saves is going to be a thing for the next decade, you could just actually power up a save in FM yeah, free, and yeah. then come back 10 years later and then just start playing it. Yeah. <laughs> There's your historical database. It's, it's really interesting because I think, um, shameless plug, but when when I did a podcast with Miles, fucking like, yeah, how many years ago now? Yeah, eight, eight, nine years ago, whenever it was. Um, I remember asking him a question around, would um, do you think Football Manager would ever become a subscription model-based game given, you know, the types of the regular annual release and, you know, updates that they release in after the January window and things like that and he sort of said they can I just I always remember his answer was you know something that they consider with every version they make but they feel like the current model was fit for purpose if you like so it wasn't like it um if it ain't broke don't fix it type thing but I think it's it's always been on their minds but 
whilst the current model does well and keeps everyone happy and sells you know more and more millions of copies every year i can completely understand why why they carry on you know doing box sales and and and, and what they're doing at the moment but yeah i think most games are going that <coughs> going that way aren't they so I wouldn't be surprised to see them do it and and we moan about features and stuff but we all love the game and I, I don't i still think even if fn24 came out and it was like oh yeah really sorry guys but we're really focusing on fn25 so here's just like a database update i still buy it <laughs> it's, yeah. but um not obviously that's that's it's talking in hypotheticals that won't happen but yeah we we all like to moan and i it almost i almost want to rewind back to say you know like back when it was championship manager like 2000 2001 you know where, where a lot of people are like oh you know the peak years when it was great i think that the the growth year on year back then was probably just as slow in some cases and but we just never yeah. we never and we weren't we weren't in connected we weren't a community like that no exactly bounce ideas that. around and stuff yeah. like that you're like, just kind of in your little bubble yeah you might speak to your friend at school about it or you know you might hot seat with a mate after school and play you know turn through a save like i used to do jump on the forums yeah. every now and then and get scared but because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're still scary now because they are but, uh, yeah just um just down chatting away but uh yeah i think um yeah it's 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 interesting i um i feel like more from from being away from the game for longer than i've ever been away i'd say since i don't know when i started playing championship manager back in it must have been 97 i think not playing the game for five months now is probably the longest time I've ever spent away from playing Championship Manager or Football Manager and it feels I think I said to you Tony previously on WhatsApp or something like it just feels weird because it was always part of my routine and yeah. and that was part of the problem like it just became part of my routine and I kind of questioned well, am I actually playing this because I want to or because I'm just that that's just part of my life like you know I come home from work I, I'm with the kids I put them to bed grab some food go upstairs set my computer fire fm up and it got to a point where i was like why am i actually doing that am i enjoying it or am i just doing it because that's what my life has been for 20 years and then last <laughs> last week that red hotline in your room started ringing and it was dangly on the phone <laughs> Damn and right. he was saying gng we need you episode 64 he, he was i heard you know the stone thrown against my window dan, dan sat in my hot tub throwing stones at my window head head <laughs> um dan are you are you happy to move on to fn25 now i mean we're, we were going to ask the guys to think about the best saves they've done but that we might tease that out at the end but if we move on to fn25 features so that i think the big one we need to talk about is we'll see we've hinted at it quite a few times already is the unity engine mm. um when you read the blog guys how did you take that news did it mean much to you do you know much about other games that use it have you played any i think me being in my little bubble of just fm i don't think i've played a game on the unity engine dan might have but i'm hoping that you guys because i know you you play a lot of different game variety on different platforms as well you might have more more to say on that go on yeah i'm not sure i've actually played a game on unity but i've seen plenty of games that are played on unity um again with what fm offers and what fm is it didn't really bother me greatly obviously the things like the new gen faces and all that kind of stuff being a meme um it, it was a meme like I, i've always been fine with it to some extent 
Um, I don't think the graphical capabilities have ever particularly bothered me. Um, so for me, it, it didn't really make me think that's a reason to pick it up. But again, like like Ed said earlier, I think it's a, an expectation that it is going to make sense and look right and act right um, and give them a bit more like fat behind like the stadiums and stuff like that, or stadia if you want to be grammatically correct. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that stuff will only, will only help them as a brand, especially if they are trying to appeal to so many people by or the moving across saves and stuff. It all this stuff appeals to old and new, right? So it's they're trying to keep up um, and appeal to new people, and that um, it'll, it'll only help. It won't bother me in particular, but it'll bother the vast majority of people to some extent. So I think it's a good move for them. Yeah, I, I, know Ed, I know Ed might have an opinion. I'll just jump in, Ed, what you say there about the way the way it's going forward with some of that stadia and stuff like that. Uh, there was there was another there was another kind of blog post that's gone out recently on I think one of the PC magazines or websites. And I think Miles was making the claim that FM's been accessible for people on like twenty year old hardware. I think mm. he said twenty year old, fifteen to twenty. Yeah, he did. And I just yeah. I, I read that and kind of thought, that's ridiculous, sure. really. Like who's got a fifteen-year-old laptop? Maybe there are people that do, and I don't really want to dismiss them. But yeah, I surely think, you should now move forward and think, okay, let's just let's go from a new baseline. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that's necessarily like something you should be proud of. You know? Yeah, keep it two D, mate. That's it. That's it. It's like, oh yeah, our game is still compatible with like Windows ninety eight. It's like, well, it shouldn't be because then it means that yeah, I'd imagine the people who've been working on the current iterations of foot manager working in whatever engine they're currently working in have probably found it quite difficult given that when you're getting qualifications now in coding and, and the likes you're not le- you're learning languages like unity use that's kind of the standard pc game engine and if you're having to kind of almost backwards compatibilize yourself i know i've made that word up but it's sounded impressive but yeah yeah that's it if you're almost like you go and do your training qualification you come to a st- a studio and go oh yeah by the way kind of forget everything you've learned about that because we're using really old stuff but that's great because you know some bloke in a bedroom is using a you know a, a macintosh laptop from 20 years ago so, so it might be that guy that's done 300 years <laughs> life, maybe. it probably is yeah 300 actual but, years <laughs> but, but I, I think it can only be a good thing i think there's I, i've played a few games in, in unity engines and i mean the, Go on, tell us about it. Tell tell me one game about the Unity that you liked. Well, I I was going to say, as a a sweeping statement, it's some of them obviously will have great graphics. Some of them will not. It's 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 more it's more the capabilities it gives you. So I'm not expecting because I think people will be like, oh my god, like now we're going to have you know FIFA like rendered faces and and things like that, which legally you can't use because of licensing issues. So we're never going to see that. I don't Mm -hmm. think unless Football Manager. SI want to pay a hell of a lot of money if you've seen the latest screen screens and videos of the new EA FC game which is split from FIFA I wasn't very impressed with them but that's because it's a licensing issue so they haven't been able to incorporate it all because they're going through such a massive legal framework fight between the break between FIFA and who actually owns those licenses and now most of those licenses are owned by the players themselves and then you have to negotiate with the players and their agents how much you're going to pay to use those in your game so that's why football manager every year you know when when they say oh we've now got the license to bundesliga it's taken years and years and years to go through legals to get that kind of stuff and it's going to be the same so we're not going to see that sort of stuff but for for me it's just 
I'm just excited to see what they can do with the technology and whether that's, you know, it should massively speed up for some people, you know, loading screen time, save, save times in terms of what they can render in match days. Yeah, we should have so much more stadium experiences and almost like atmospheric experience if you're playing in like a champions league day you almost want it to feel like that i know most of us just turn sounds off in the game because it feels a little pointless but and not but that i know people who've turned sounds on i know chris johnson didn't he i think pretty sure he like plays the game and turns the sound on so just so he can hear the champions league music all the time which which is which is great but i think yeah if, if do you go on dan with that, do you say you say about like yeah, um, the feel of the atmosphere and stuff? So when one of the new additions this year was the UEFA mm. license, in, did is, did that do anything for you? So like, I think um, I only experienced that slightly because I started off in like the second tier in Argentina, so I was there mm. for four mm. seasons. I want to say um, it's on the we, blog. We can go back and check. It's on the blog, Ted Lasso. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I came, went to Arsenal and won everything in the first season, which kind of spoiled the fun a little bit. Um, but I, I skipped past that stuff. Um, that, which, because I think these kind of um, features aren't really aimed at someone like me who doesn't play the game for those those reasons. Um, however, I, 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 I like that they're there, if if that makes sense. So it's, it's almost like I can appreciate the feature whilst I don't use it much, and I'll skip skip through. You know, like the the initial screens you get on a match day. You know how you've got the Champions League font and the the match toolbars are uh, tweaked like they are when you watch on TV. I like that those are there, um, but they're very much you can, like, like you a can appreciate thing. the dress, but you don't want to wear it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, only on a Tuesday, Tony, as as you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I. I it's 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 not things that are nice to have but i think with unity there's just i i almost feel like because you, know, you know like the user interface we have now we've had it's been like that for quite a few years it's, it's crazy how much it hasn't changed really yeah like the that's, general UI. that's it you know it went from one shade of color to purple and it was like oh look everything's purple now and and then a lot of us at the time were like oh please can we just have a dark skin like you know like we we used to play with it with but um yeah i think it's it's i almost in my head i picture it's just going to look so so different yeah, which I which, which like i'm quite which i'm quite ex- yeah i'm quite excited about i feel like it's going to be a lot more interactive mm. um yeah i think i think miles and co will things- know all the stats like i reckon si know how we play better than we probably think we do as well yeah they, they probably know how they our can, masses move how many times we click on certain things yeah the, and because they can track how many goals are scored can't they like how many people are sacked and red cards and stuff i don't really know how they do it but yeah some they, guy counting i think he just <laughs> watches every game we play some guy with an abac- abacus <laughs> in the office i just say one thing like that you say like with the announcement of the new ui and all that the game in the moment does feel like it's just been feature stuck on top of feature stuck on top of feature and over the years there's the real lack of flow between yeah. features and just general pages yeah, on the ui so I do think one of the big things to come out of it was that it is going to be a real restart from mm. that point of view. So, and like we say about, are they, they're already working off of FM25 so they, and they've already been working on it. That they're going to sit, well, you hope so, they're going to sit down and write, let's map it out properly now. Let's start afresh. We've got all these features that cross over. 
they don't all need separate pages. We can link them together what they do. You say you can go on to one um, page like recruitment focus, for example. And um, when you click a button, it takes you to another page which actually makes sense rather than having to come out and go to it yeah. like or no yeah. flow. You know, or if you like there is gen like med the medical um, call center, it feels lost to me. Like when 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 someone gets injured, you sort of want to be taken there and have more information mm. on that. Whereas like you actually have to physically go there. Yeah. Like, I, I might be reading too much into like, the name Dragonfly. But Dragonfly is really streamlined and they're really fast. I'm hoping the UI is streamlined and makes mm. sense. But yeah, that could just be me. I, I agree, Dan, in terms of even like, you know, you've played a match and you want to go, oh, I want to go and see the pass map for that goal. And it's about 23 clicks before you can get there. And it's and there's loads of different... And, and sometimes you have to, if you haven't done it for a while, you have to remind yourself how you can actually physically do it. And you have to untick and retick things and... Yes, it's a little clunky, and, and again, it's kind of based off of. I I feel like with Unity, you know, bless on on um, Andre, as we all love FM Renzi, like he's been crying out every year for set pieces to be overhauled because they just never have been. And I feel like I like to think that it's because their hardware is just holding them back, and maybe with Unity they'll have the capabilities to go. You know, you can actually have a set piece a set piece creator. Cause I remember creating these in Ultimate Soccer Manager 98, 25 years ago. I used to try and recreate Burkamp's goal for Holland in the World Cup against Argentina. Just the, the left back gets the ball, long diagonal pass over the top, Burkamp scores. And, and I managed to recreate it in Ultimate Soccer Manager 98. And, and But doing that, I think, you know, I, I dined out on that for about a year. <laughs> it was yeah, great. I'd, I'd love it if they, if, they took, if they took Andre into a room, like maybe filmed it SI. And like, it's like make a wish kind of thing. Like you yeah. sit him down, and then they just sh they just unveil the cloth on the laptop, and it's just this sparkling brand new set piece creator, and you just get over his face. Smiling. I think they deserve to do that. I think they deserve. I think <laughs> yeah, he amazing, he, he deserves that. But, yeah. uh, I think um, like you say about like the UI, like well, another thing is it's like one of the things that frustrates me with all the data hub. So you have got your scatter graph, and it says, "Oh, this this player is at the top." You can't click yeah. on that player. Got a search room. You then got a because <laughs> half the time I can't, you can't spell their surname, so you got to write it on a piece of paper, <laughs> then put it on the search mm. bar, <laughs> type, type it in, and so then you're, right, you you're writing down Dan James. Like Dan James. <laughs> like Dan's, it's your name. <laughs> Is that one M or two M's? <laughs> but you know what? You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know, like it's um, it just quality of life editions like that. Maybe they just can't do it on this. The UI, maybe they they are at twenty years at the limitations of the capability. That's a good name. It Qu the quality of life edition, FM twenty five. There you go. <laughs> um, what about you, Ted? What do you think about the UI? That, does that UI? I mean, I remember when it changed to the yeah. Well, obviously the purple was was a was a thing, wasn't it? But um, it was kind of similar in terms of layout and how it was going through the pages um, for a few years prior to that. And I just remember before that it was that grey one, wasn't it? It was a bit. Mm. I, I don't know. That was it, was. it wasn't as clunky, but they didn't have as much in there. But I do agree. It just, they just seem to be throwing stuff on. So chance for like, I just think uh, that a great reset helps. Don't you feel that whole that whole like homepage like landing area where you get your inbox and stuff like that? It just feels a bit too. I think it's like, <laughs> sometimes a bit more like admin and work. Yeah, than playing a game. I think it's a, it's a definitely a lot for people that are new to it. So it's. I think that again, the whole FM25 is just gearing towards 
anyone that's currently on the game will still have the same experience, but m more streamlined. Um, like you say, maybe the tabs will actually connect together nicely and properly. And anyone new is just getting something they'd probably be expecting off the bat without having 20 plus years experience within the franchise. Um, because it's def the, the amount of things I learned just by being within the community like five, six years ago, it's, it's kind of worrying that you have to deep dive that much to actually understand everything and make the most out of everything. And there's always going to be massive nerds hanging around who are going to try and make the most out of games and min-maxing and all that kind of stuff. But it's helpful for FM to redo themselves in FM25 so they can actually, you know, someone can dive in and not be instantly confused. The amount of people I've tried to get onto FM in the years who open it up and are like, what the fuck's going on? I can't deal with this. Um, I just, yeah. Hopefully this is their chance to stop that kind of feedback. I mean, like early on at CMs, when we, when I grew up playing CM games, <coughs> the games were so much simpler and there wasn't as many windows and rabbit holes to go down. And I think we've gradually added a layer every edition to our understanding of the game with the UI as well. Yeah. I think if if I was a, if I was like an eleven year old now picking up FM twenty twenty three and playing with it, it's it's a it's a learning curve of at least probably like four, four six months at least I'd say. Yeah, massively. And even then, you're still always learning. I suppose that's to be expected, but that's the, that's the richness of the game. But also, the UI doesn't help. Yeah, well, it's what would be interesting as well because we're also used to this. But we we're basically going to have to relearn the game effectively, which from a UI perspective, mainly that if there is a such overhaul, that what stuff that now seems like second nature to us, well, where's that? Oh yeah, click through that page, click through that, and it still amazes me. Like after twenty years, there's so many people that don't know where certain things yeah. are. I bought uh, um, FM tip the other day, and those people were like, oh, I didn't know this, didn't know this. And it was basically just saving your um, starting 11 and uh, second 11, which so rather than clicking it in, and people were like, I didn't know that. Well, how many, how many years have been in the game? You know, like, and it's just, so, but for all of us, we're, we're effectively going to have to relearn the game from the start. So that's quite interesting and a bit daunting. What's the Yoda way. quote, Ted? What's the Yoda quote, isn't it? You must, was it, unlearn what you've already learned? You must unlearn what you've learned. Do or do not, do there do is no try. <laughs> that's it. I thought you'd do the Yoda voice, but it's fine. Let it go. <laughs> no, it's copyrighted, mate. <laughs> Don't have his uh, face face pack or license. <laughs> um, okay, so that's UI done. Um, we've talked about the engine. Um, I think the other part of... Uh, FM25 was the women's football we added in. Um, quite topical at the moment because obviously the World Cup's on. Mm -hmm. uh, are we cheering on Japan, Dan? <laughs> we cheer yeah, on Japan. Are we doing Japan? Cup? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. How is Hero? Is that. Oh, Hero. <laughs> we, we, we need to bring him back, actually, get him on the pod. Um, <laughs> women's football, it's obviously that added that added to like the, the game universe. Um, have you got any thoughts on that? I don't think for, for myself, it, in the nicest way, it doesn't bother me, because, but not because I'm not going to play it or enjoy it. It's just, they're still just names on a sheet. Um, I don't know if they're going to have a different, I don't know if they'll be have different baselines for certain attributes or if they will, if they'll have a vastly different match engine, stuff like that. Um, if they do, that would make for quite 
an interesting take, but I'd be very surprised if they ran off a completely different match engine. Uh, obviously, base attributes sort of lines and maybe how they compare to each other is a bit more understandable, but I'd be surprised if they went that far. I think it adds definitely some extra replay value as much as I don't think for maybe some of the more hardcore people there, there isn't technically a replay value because it just it replays itself without you realising um, I would be really tempted to jump in and try the, the women's game just to see how it performs um, I guess for people who may be in content creation I know they're not going to be they're in, they're in the vast minority of people that play the game but it gives them something else to, to think about to write about I'm not sure if it's going to make a massive difference for a lot of new players in general but I am basing that on not a lot if it if it brings more people to the game it brings more or other genders and more inclusivity I'm obviously I'm all for it um I'll see if I can get Florence into it but again might be a bit young um yeah yeah what about you Ed yeah I think I'm broadly similar I think being an Arsenal fan I probably follow women's football close more closely than others because they've always been pioneering in, in and championing of women's football and obviously if you're a big fan of Ian Wright it just comes hand in hand so I, I'd i say I'm fairly clued up and, and I watch probably more women's football than the average if you like and my son really enjoys watching it as well um, which which I just think is great and, and I think Tony you've been with your daughter to go watch a game last season am I right? Yeah she keeps yeah. asking to go back she loved it. Yeah so. that's it and, and my son's asked if we can go um, now that they've announced um, games are having at the Emirates but yeah going off on a tangent but in terms of my son, my son's who's yeah nine in September if because I, I kind of want to try getting him into football manager in, in the next year or two if I sort of said, oh yeah, you can go and like manage the women's teams, he just see, he would. I know his reaction would be like, oh, that's really cool. Like you know, I can go and manage Leah Williamson and Sam Kerr and all, all those people as well. Like he he'd be as maybe not as interested as as the men's game, but but he would be very interested. And I, I'd I'd love to see. I think it's almost like the first step, isn't it? It's like it's there for those who want to use it, and then and then maybe loads of women and girls who would see that as such a huge step forward and go, oh well the barrier for me getting into games like this is I don't feel like I'm represented properly and now if I can go and manage the women's teams absolutely yeah. fantastic obviously more of them are turning professional in real life both in the like the the Premier League level uh, the Super League and, and the division below those teams are starting to turn professional as well and so it's 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 just all moving in the right direction so I think it is the natural step for for sports I think interactive to do, and because uh, they wanted to do it, but COVID delayed it, didn't they? I think he said that in the yeah. blog. It would have, it would have come in sooner, but um, yeah, COVID obviously did what COVID did. But yeah, I, I, it's only a good thing, and you, it's never something you can grumble about. It's always going to be separate to your normal experience, if you like. So no, it's like it's just it's it's a it's a really nice addition that you can take it or leave it, can't you? There's you can't have any complaints about it because if you don't want to. If you don't want to use it, you won't have to. So, but if I think, if, if, I think if naturally people more... will educate themselves, won't they? As well, even if they're not meaning to, they'll just hear. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you see might the be database. Like, yeah, and you see, ah, oh, you look at this. You know, the attributes of of the players as well, and it's it's yeah. I think it it can only be a good thing, and and, I, and I'm certain that yeah, it will bring girls and boys alike. Sort of, you know, it gives them another option. It's it's a bit like you know they when they incorporate incorporated it into FIFA when that first came out 
and FIFA, my son was playing as Arsenal women's team. You know, when I was going in and watching him, he's like, oh yeah, I'm being Arsenal women's team. And I was like, oh, that's great. And like to them, it's just when they're so innocent at that age, they just see it as as a great new feature that they can try as and when they want. So yeah, all for it. Yeah. I mean, they've not said about how they're going to handle attributes. I mean, I think personally, I think the attributes would just be ranked women against women, not women against men. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it will. Because they, yeah. Won't, they won't like overlap into the same universes exactly. in terms of yeah. mode, unless it's draft. And that's the only thing I, I, I can see it ever being. Kind yeah, of that's what I was wondering. But then, and I know but, Ultimate Team did that, didn't they? Yeah, they did you, that. That's that. You'd, you'd, want, you'd want, if you did do draft and you could pick from men's and women's, you'd want their attributes to be based off like the best women with the best men would have similar attributes theoretically because yeah. otherwise if you're doing a draft you wouldn't pick any of the women if their attributes was you know proportionally lower than the men so yeah i think it will just it will be separate it'll be com- comparative to their own you know genders if we like and then yeah it'll, it'll be i reckon it'll be good fun and it's the sort of thing yeah you dabble in and and just have a bit of fun with yeah, and Arsenal one of the best teams as they've got Russo now, so oh, they got the, by far the strongest team <laughs> in the league now, something. yeah. Yeah. As long as they can avoid all these ACL injuries. Yes. That that that'll be it, won't it? It'll be people at in Miles going, Oh my god, I've got six ACL <laughs> injuries in my women's team. This isn't realistic and and Miles will just tweet back going, Uh, yes it is. Eighty percent realistic, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see it coming, can't you? I think that's covered the Every kind of announcement on the blog, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. I think it is. Um, I had a f- I had I had a few further questions, um, and it was more about why have the studio announced FM25 now, when FM24 hasn't even been released yet. Um, one of my questions was, do you think it's 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 more noticed to give people time to upgrade their hardware if we are going back to that issue with people having twenty year old potato laptops? <laughs> um, is this is this SI's way of saying, well, we told you it was coming, save up now? I feel like it's a bit of a a safety net for them in terms of probably for a few reasons. That's probably one just to forewarn people that you know you're going to need to upgrade in a twelve months time type thing, but it probably prevents a bit of backlash with FM24 not to yeah. again not not to say that it's going to be a bad version of the game but it's it's quite an easy way out for them to say well you know this is still a really good version of the game we you know we, we're really happy with it however if you're really not happy with the version just wait 12 months because it's going to be yeah. an incredible type thing so i think it it buys them it almost buys them a bit what well, bit of goodwill maybe um it's in terms of and and I think it's it's leaks probably as well because at some point as with nearly all games although Football Manager Sports Interactive are really good at things don't tend to leak too much but I think by announcing it they don't it stops rumour if you like or you know if, if FM24 came out and it was very much just FM23 rebadged there mm. might be more grumbles and more there might be more vociferous and more vocal and and sports interactive don't want to be like oh well you know just wait it's going to be you know it's going to be great but we can't tell anything you anything about it i think it just buys them a bit more time to theoretically just crack on building that in the background without any distractions because i suppose if you're a let's say angry content creator and you wanted to moan about the graphics up on 24 you're probably not you're less likely to do it now aren't you knowing that yeah unity engine's coming 
do you think it on the flip side do you think that it, that it possibly it frustrates people having to wait so long because in, in the modern day where everyone needs everything now and what needs it right this moment announcing it maybe have for um, adverse effects where they're like well why can't i have it this year i think do you think do you think guys people might sit out sit out this year well i think people do anyway don't they but i think any other game that's in made not necessarily any other game but lots of kind of the triple a titles the big games they probably would and they'd be like oh wh- why are you delaying this new fantastic bit of software hardware whatever or feature for another 12 months well i'm not going to buy your game this year i'm going to wait till next year there's probably going to be some who will think exactly that because they might be like i've got a really fun fm 23 save or 22 save 21 save wherever it may be and they might be like it's not enough of a step up to get 24 i'm just going to wait and i but i think those those people would be few and far between um and but yeah dan i think there's lots of it's so it's so difficult for us to know what for example like an 18 year old a 20 year old what their kind of motivations are to play games like this and the reasons why they buy games i think and we've all got kids and we kind of know how youtube is so influential on kids these days (laughs) to the point i've banned ipads in our house and it's been probably about four weeks now and it's bliss but um because <laughs> youtube was just affecting their their the way they saw the world in a, in a kind of negative way i found um and it, you know they would take things for truth which which just weren't it was just some knobhead opinion and you know filming a video but we we can kind of contemplate how we see this but i think what we see is very different to people half our age and I think that's quite interesting. Obviously, in Sports Interactive, have that problem, don't they? They have to try and cater for fifteen-year-olds and fifty-year-olds, and it's not. It can't be easy. No. Mm. I agree. Definitely agree. But it's um, it is interesting. It's uh, probably not a tactic many studios have used. It'd be interesting to see because they've gone on a lot about uh, being five million this year. Mm. To see how much that affects. I mean, this year the big increase has been it's gone on Apple Arcade, especially across more markets and stuff. But it'd be interesting to see the numbers in a year's time to see how much it affected it, but also how much many people they hold from mm. this year, where it has gone on other platforms and markets. Do those five million come back? I think do do they all rebuy it? Yeah, I think in a way the pandemic. I know the pandemic was awful for a lot of people, but perhaps for Sports Interactive offering it for free, just getting loads of people in that we didn't do much, did we? We just all hammered. FM Twenty was probably a really weak edition, if I'm honest. But we all ploughed so much hours into it because we just nothing else to do. It become one of the standout <laughs> editions, and I think I think a lot of people still have just kept playing FM probably because of the pandemic. I, I'd say it's yeah, and it's it's one kind of, of those, their game. It's one of those things where if if you get into a save and a narrative it almost doesn't matter what how good or bad yeah. or indifferent the game is because you're so invested in all the stuff around it that you forget that kind of stuff like i i did for a time when you know i think we all do it in saves there's there's always stuff that before release like ah oh, these are the only features it's gonna you know and we play the beat it's like oh yeah you know it's it's not great or you know inverted wing back wing backs don't work and you know things like that but then lots of us because we love the game you, you just you just get through it and to, you get to a point where you start enjoying the game so much because of the narrative you almost 
you can deal with any technical deficiencies or features that aren't there or aren't quite ready but are in the game and can be frustrating it's so weird as isn't it because if you take someone who's new coming into the game it must be so bloody terrifying if you've got no one to hold your hand i know people do like you know um, what lots of youtubers do you know what to do when you first um start a new game and there's lots of help out there but it still must be like for us it's second nature but there's so it must be so weird for someone to like right if, and i'm probably going to do it with my son it's like just plunk him down in front of football manager 24 and be like right crack on yeah. <laughs> and he'll just be like what do i do <laughs> <laughs> okay guys what well, that's fm24 and fm25 covered um i think lastly we were just going to talk about our fm23 end of cycle plans but I did put in the, the little notes I said around a lol because so, I guess Ted and Ed you probably don't have any plans <laughs> for the rest of the cycle unless you're just waiting now from FM24 I don't know yeah I don't know about you Ted but yeah I, I can't see myself going back to it I think I whatsapped you Tony really randomly didn't I just saying oh I thought about firing up FM today yeah <laughs> I, I didn't do it I think too I've done similar to Tony as well. Yeah, too, too my my WhatsApp is just lists of like dead creators contact me from the dead. Like I'm thinking about coming back and then don't. I I honestly don't even own FM23. I mean, it's not to say I wouldn't create content in the FM scene, but um, yeah, that's that's very much that's very much gone. But again, this is a sort of thing where with what they're intending, I, I don't want to keep going back to the save save transfer, but essentially you someone like me could disappear for a couple of years and come back and carry on seeing what I'm doing with South End or Sporting Cristal or, you know, all that kind of yeah. shit. Um, so it's, it, I think, I think it overall does make it more accessible. So no plans for FM23, obviously, but yeah, you could see some really old games or really old saves being repped in future editions, which I think could be, could be really cool for people that consume that content, you know? That's a good point. There was, um, you know, there was that guy that did Ed will remember. I can't remember the, the, the handle now on Twitter, but he played a day every day. Oh yeah, it's a day of life for the whole time. Real, real, yeah. t- real time FM, yeah. So real time FM. So so real time FM could come back, oh, do a God. do the save, and then just carry on every FM edition. So you get oh, this like alternate timeline because he had a Dortmund save, didn't he? Yeah. That could be a really interesting long, t- like a future really long term save from from a dead blogger, maybe. Mm. Let's call him Ed. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, with like, obviously FM23 and obviously being invited on this podcast tonight, of it, will you be getting FM24 with the 20 year anniversary edition? Or will you be waiting for FM25? It's probably more aimed at Ted than Ed, Ed probably will get. If they say no, though, Dan, that looks really bad on us, doesn't it? It's not, we've not solved the game. <laughs> I don't know, necessarily, but it gives a general, <laughs> just a general feeling. One of the reasons why we got them on, because they're um, dead con- content creators. Honestly, FM twenty four. Like, if it if it lives, I mean, some people might say it doesn't sound very ambitious to be like a total version of the current edition, essentially, with all the stuff they've tried to do. Maybe they just complete the medical center at last, even if you'd still have to click through various things and don't really get much out of it. Um, For me, it's a lot more tempting than FM twenty three ever was. Just because they're saying we're going to, we're putting all our eggs in the basket of having this as like this is the love letter. It's got to be good, um, and that is more tempting than uh, you were talking earlier about 
releasing FM25, releasing info about FM25, and is it a way to just keep people hanging on? Maybe it will stop sales of FM24. But for me, it actually encourages it to some extent, because if we weren't told about it before, people would still pre-order FM24 and then probably moan about it being shit. Um, whereas now it kind of, like you say, it's sort all of wet my appetite a bit more. Um, it just makes it a lot more appealing, knowing that there is something really good around the corner that I can still pour to save to, and this is like the ultimate version of the old FMs put together, hopefully. Um, that, to me, makes me want to buy it, yeah. So what um, games, like other games you play, they do like um, remakes or remasters and stuff. W- would you think that FM24 was like the ultimate remaster of the last 20 years? It all in one. Would you say that appeals to you? It would appeal to someone like me who's kind of grown up with Football Manager. Um, I don't know if it's going to bother newer people too much, but without being funny, I've only just read the blog tonight because I was encouraged by you guys to do it. Um, (laughs) And if they're getting like 5 million concurrent players or whatever, and it's the most they've ever had, um, you'd like to think they won't dip too far from that even with the announcement that FM25 is going to be you know, the big redo, if they just remain stagnant in terms of numbers for FM24, then that's probably a success for them, considering they're just hopefully tidying up some of the features that haven't maybe been properly finalised in previous editions. Um, so I think for them, it's I don't think there's a lot to lose from how they've gone about it and what they're planning to do for FM24, because new players aren't going to know much different. They might then see FM25 news. Um, I don't think that'll put them off necessarily buying FM24. But then that, all these people playing FM23 must be enjoying it either through habit or actually enjoying it. So they're likely to give it a go as well. Um, so I think for them, it's yeah, it's win-win. And other games that have done remasters, I mean, I, I was a sucker for the Command & Conquer remaster. I only played it good. like twice. And one time I helped Tony online, bless him. Um, but it was... <laughs> I, d- I just used to fancy Tanya so much. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> but, uh, Shake it, baby. <laughs> but yeah, Shake I, it, I, baby. I like, I like the idea of a, of a good remaster. So if, if it essentially is just a, a remaster of all the versions before, great. Like I buy it and I go again in FM25, maybe with the same save because I've not had the time to put in that I used to, you know? Yeah, in my head, I don't know what they kind of mean. Obviously, like a 20th anniversary edition, they're not going to kind of go backwards, are they, with with what they put into the game? I in my don't head, think I, they can, can they? Wow, well, yeah. In my head, I almost feel like there'll be almost like an arcade mode. I don't, be, don't think this would happen. Yeah, like an arcade mode where it's like, ah, oh, you can load... I'd imagine they only have the rights back to when Football Manager split, but they could, oh, you can load you know, the Arsenal team from 2005... And, you know, you can just play one-off games, you know, against your friends or against a computer or something like that. Like, that would be pretty cool. Um, or it might be they'll have some classic skins available. There's still stuff that I think they could do, which they probably won't. Um, yeah, I think a lot of them would probably be aesthetic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There might be there'll be some classic things in there, which I don't, is I don't, like I don't know. But. I don't think I don't think none of that will happen, but I'm just a bit pessimistic on that. I just think maybe the front cover will look quite cool. Yeah, are you, are you going to be on it? Are you Tony? Are you manager? No, I hope you're on it, Ed. Are you manager, man? <laughs> yeah, it just reveals to be me. Cuts you off at the ch- cuts you off at the chin, so we can only see your you know smartly uh, smartly dressed lower body. 
Thank you. Yes, yeah, really kind. <laughs> nice thing you said today, actually. Yes, thank you. Uh, there you go. But yeah, like Dan, like Dan said, I I almost definitely will buy FM twenty four, and mm. partly because I really want to manage this Arsenal team because it's quite exciting, <laughs> and, and that's why yes. I always do, that's why I always do in the beta and the fact that we've gonna have our strongest squad that we've had in I don't know, maybe. 16 17 years then it's yeah that's that'll be exciting and i and i always buy every version of fm so you know that ain't gonna that ain't gonna change all, all that all that best team just to finish fifth next year <laughs> you never know <laughs> for the record i don't actually intend on buying uh fm 24 i'm hoping to win it in a competition so Okay. <laughs> well, you, you've got about 400 chances to win one, so yeah. I might do an RT and follow for you, Ted. Oh, yeah. Spread yourself thin, Ted. You'll get one. That's, that's only got the five, 5 million sales. It was all competitions. George used to give me codes for free. Mm. But I, not anymore. He's, he's not answering the phone anymore. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't reply to my WhatsApps anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, do we get the band back together? And I just. I, don't even get blue ticks. Oh, oh no! Devastated. <laughs> uh, Dan, your FM twenty three plans? Are you finishing up your save very soon? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm finishing up my journey around save. I'm gonna play another season and a half, and I got another half a season of a little my night side save to play, and that'll probably be it for me for this edition. Um. I always find this year, time of year, quite hard to play FM because all the transfers and stuff. I just want to pl- play all the new, um, with all new clubs and all new saints with new transfers. So, um, yeah. the temptation. Especially this that. year, don't you find because so, um, of Saudi Arabia buying everybody? Like every day you go on BBC Sport, there's some player that you don't expect so, to have moved has moved. So, yeah. annoying, um, so annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we, we, we've had the um, offer to be the Saudi Arabian FM podcast going forward. Oh, really? We're going to rebrand? <laughs> My Arabic's not great. Just, uh, <laughs> Salem. <laughs> Piff funded G and G. Yeah. Can you imagine if they brought us out? I mean, please take us. Two and a half brown plus fat. <laughs> um Okay, guys, is there anything else? Otherwise, we wrap up the pod now. It's been obviously thank you to Ed and Ted. Obviously, giving up your time on a talking about a game that you haven't played is is quite impressive. So thank you very much. Um you've done a really good job of actually covering kind of the features that were in that blog um, and you actually had really good insight in terms of Unity other games and stuff that Dan wanted that from you guys um, I think we wanted to get people that aren't playing the game to talk about the game it makes an interesting <laughs> pod <laughs> so thank you nice and I will enjoy it yeah cheers yeah. for having me <laughs> okay thanks for coming on so is it time for the awful goodbye then really good oh. okay goodbye, goodbye bye guys bye. bye thanks for listening love you